0: DigitalMoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest. You have enough to worry about. Let us help you set it up, and you'll be extremely happy with our service. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Thank you for joining us on all of our networks, Red State Talk Radio, Global Star Radio Network, KYH, all the affiliates that belong to these three groups, our podcast services. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us across a wide variety of domains. Let's get the word out, shall we? Shall we share what we learn? Time is short for America if we're going to preserve the Republic. But occasionally, too, we get to bring you shows with good news. And today, we're going to kind of do a good news, bad news with our guest, Ronnie McMullen. And, you know, when Ronnie comes on, we kind of go all over the map. And I suspect this is not going to be a whole lot different. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, this is the real deal. And what do I mean by the real deal? We live in a time where America is at a crossroads. Americans are at a crossroads. And uh, Cubans are carrying American flags through the streets. I think they believe we are what we were, but we could get back to what we are. And we got Ronnie to talk to us about good news. Ronnie, welcome to the show. And what is the good news?
1: Well, as we always have a pizza show with lots of toppings, uh, I always like to have some positive as well as the negative. I mean, the negative surrounds us. We know there's a negative energy just globally. And we know that, that certain entities and certain uh, people want to rule the world. I think uh, there was a band, Matt, Matt, I can't remember the band, but anyway, they <coughs> everyone wants to rule the world. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's really uh, what's going on right now is there's even a fight from the top levels of who's going to run this world, who's going to be the global leader, and it's coming. Uh, That's all you can say is the storm is coming. We've been warned, and what are we going to do about the storm coming? Are we going to cry? Are we going to board our house up? Are we going to go underground? I mean, what what are we really going to do when this all starts hitting the fan? Because we talk about it, but what are we really In my mind, what are we really going to do? How are we going to face that? I
0: think most people are going to be, uh, don't worry, be happy.
1: Well, I agree with some of that. I do, because it changes, you know, anytime you, you change your environment, you change your world. But on the same token, there's that balance, too, of, you know, put your head in a bucket of sand and, you know, what do you get out of it? So it's it's really a crossroads, Dave. It's really a crossroads. Um, some people are not in the know. Some people are in the know, and we wonder if the know is really true. Because sometimes you know, you're we're fed stuff, and and we think this is the end of the world, but we're it's another road. They're, they're so good. They're so methodical at changing the road so quickly and and so elegantly that you'd never know your road was changed.
0: It's the matrix. I mean, uh, Keanu yes. Reeves, Reeves ca- captured that 20 years ago. It's the matrix.
1: It really is the matrix. But the question is did, did the Creator put in our head a block to where if we think differently, that our outcome is different? That's, that's the question. And that's been taught by multiple leaders. Uh, and I don't want to say religious leaders because it's really not taught in the religious realm, it's taught more in the spiritual realm. But is there any truth to that? Because mm. if there's not, I don't know about you, Dave, and the information I have, and the information you have, it's not looking good.
0: We're... we're. We're at a time that uh, reminds me, Zygmunt Brzezinski wrote a book in 1970 called The Technotronic Era Between Two Ages. And remember, he was the co-founder of the Trilateral Commission with David Rockefeller, Carter's National Security Advisor, Barack Obama's Soviet Studies instructor at Occidental College. Uh, He's touched a lot. In fact, actually, he advised Obama when he was in office. So this guy was kind of like the guy of all guys for the most part. And he wrote a book that basically said... America and the rest of the West, meaning Europe and Canada and so forth, we're coming to a time of great change. Now, he said this in 1970. He said, we're going to see a wealth redistribution from the Northern Hemisphere to the Southern Hemisphere to have a more equitable and just world order. That was his exact phrase. And then he went on to say that when a society goes through the kind of change that we're about to, that society goes through hell for a generation and he pointed you know to when you go from hunting and gathering to pastoral pastoral to agriculture and he most dwelled on look at how much we suffered when we went from agriculture to industrial and he talked about labor union movements and the violence that happened he said what we're going to go through is going to be worse than that so this has already been foretold
1: Yes, well it's you know it's coming. I mean even the people that have their head in a bucket of sand can see there's change coming. In fact, I just talked to a real estate agent literally about 30 minutes ago and she I said, you know, I told her ahead of time, I said the real estate market's going to go way up, way up, way up. It's going to level off and it's going to drop like a, a a ton of bricks. And so I talked to her this morning and I said, "So, tell me about the real estate." And she says, it's plateauing. It's not... Nobody's making... You know, things are going for asking price. They're not going for over asking price. Um, sometimes you even get a little bit of a deal, she said. So, it's doing exactly what she said. Next on the list, after that, is the drop. Mm-hmm. And I watch, you know, like cryptocurrency is another thing that's been really interesting. It's dropped, immensely dropped.
0: Tremendously. in
1: the past 60 days. Immensely. I mean, losses of, you know, up to 50 55%. What's it doing right now? It's going up. So the shift is happening as you and I speak and do this show. The shift is happening. Um, we really shouldn't take for granted our food supply, um, gasoline. We shouldn't take for granted that, oh, we'll always be able to get gasoline. We'll always be able to get food at the store. We, you know, we're always going to get supplements. We're always going to get clothes. It's, it, it's not not going to be like that. Uh, there's going to be rationing. Um, and the rationing will be as fake as other things that are fake. But it will be so that it installs fear. And fear, I don't think they and them is our biggest enemy right now. It's what they and them produce. And what they produce and what they're very, very good at and very detailed, they are anal about this, is they produce a world of fear where there is no way out. It's like a mouse running through a maze, but there's no doors to the end of the maze to get the cheese. You just run in circles. And that's what they produce. And it's up to us and how we think and the Creator guiding us. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about true spiritual awakening. You will be guided through the maze and a door will open that wasn't there before and I think that's how we're going to get through this and if we don't believe that and people go Ronnie you've lost your mind well it wouldn't be the first time um but I I would tell you that this is coming and it's going to make in my opinion it's going to make 1929 look like a circus holiday
0: I would agree I totally agree with what you're saying um and with the real estate market I agree with that too because what goes up must come down it's cyclical the farther up you go the farther down you're going to come because there's a median point and we've far exceeded that boy it's hard to even know what, to, how to respond to what you said let me deal with the 1929 thing I'm just going to give you one fact that I think shows you how bad it's going to be we know in the Great Depression 2 to 7 million people starve to death now it's hard to diagnose that because you don't die of starvation, you die of nutritional-related deficits. But estimated 2 to 7 million. But those people in that day, Ronnie, knew how to can food. Correct. We don't have anyone today that knows how to can food.
1: Correct. And they've set the the changes that have taken place in our canning process, usually in the old days, because I worked grocery for many, many years, you could buy a can or a tin can of something and it would last 8 to 10, 12 years. Now, inside a year and a half, you're done.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But well, they tell you six months on the shelf life, but you're right; you can probably get a year out of it.
1: Yeah, you can get a year to year and a half. It depends what it is. If it's beans, uh, that you know, like a ranch style bean thing, you're going to be closer to a year. If it's corn or green beans, you're going to be closer to a year and a half. Um, and they tell you six months because people are very uh, anal about, oh my gosh, it's old. And this happens in the supplement inter- industry too. It's like there's a two-year shelf date or there's a three-year shelf date, and people go, "Oh my gosh, it's going to be bad because we're nearing the two-year, you know, the two-year date." And it's like these things go forever, but it, there's laws that go on, and I think they changed the, the canning process so that they make sure that. I mean, how come it lasted ten years and now it only lasts a year and a half? What they do? What they change? So something went on, and of course, just like you said, nobody knows how to can anymore. So what do we eat? And if we eat top ramen for the rest of our life, we'll be fat and sick and dead anyway. So I mean, it's not like that's going to work. No. So we have to we, a we good to GMO
0: diet will will sustain oh, you. Oh,
1: there's another one, and most GMOs last forever.
0: <laughs> I know. That's my point. Exactly.
1: And you know, and Mr. Gates knows that. So um, the it's thing not healthy.
0: Is, no, it's not healthy.
1: It's not healthy, and that's what he's going to farm. So. It it looks okay again, it looks like the maze with no doors. It does. And we're running around inside and we're and we're being played. But instead of running around and this take this analogy how you want to take it. Instead of running around and listening to all the flashing lights that produce fear and that you won't get out of this maze, stop. And I mean this, stop. Close your eyes and imagine Imagination is huge. Uh, Neville Goddard taught us that. Imagine the door to be there. And are you ready for this? And the door will be there. We do not have to succumb to the fear. We do not have to go down that direction. We can, and it's easy to, follow the, the, the death of fear because death is hooked to fear. If they throw one concentration camp up Fear is is pushed even if it doesn't hold a person in it. So the long and the short of it is is don't succumb to their fear, their pressure, and all the stuff. Just know there's another door, there's another way out. and this is when miracles happen. things that are supernatural that we that take place during a time of need, during a time of want. Why have supernatural when you don't need it? Then it would be all taken for granted anyway. We're getting to a time where we're definitely going to be using the miracle magic here pretty quick. Yeah, I
0: I would agree. You know, Viktor Frankl, the great psychologist that spent four years in Auschwitz, and he went in there as a, um, well, kind of a Freudian, you know, the unconscious power in your childhood experiences, and it's all valid, but he came out with a different philosophy. He actually coined the humanistic existential movement. He headed it. And one of the things he said that I'll never forget in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he said, what I learned in the concentration camp that I was in for four years is that freedom is the space between the bars that are in front of you. And he said, sometimes we create our own bars and we make them very narrow. Sometimes life imposes bars upon us. But he said, ultimately, we have to decide what our freedom is between the bars. And a lot of people don't see life that way. It's kind of an either-or, not a matter of degree.
1: Mm, That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah, I I think it's... I, I look at it even another way. I look at the bars and I say, find the opening. And people say, all around you would say, there is no opening. This is lockdown. There is no way. And if you even found an opening, there would be men with guns not if you create it in your mind a different way and we need to create something in our mind to get through this storm because this storm is going to be a whopper and I think the people that say oh it would never happen to us in America never happened to us in America it never really has happened before um, 29 would be the closest thing to having something really tragic happen to the US um But again, I think this is twenty nine is going to look like a walk in the park.
0: I I I totally agree with you, but um, and I do think that lying in the spiritual is is a solution there, and I agree with you, and I also agree the spiritual. withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com save $80 for a short time and I don't care what the religion is it's all the same as far as this one principle goes that the, the spiritual allows one to manifest their reality
1: yes, correct and people don't believe in that Dave they, they're like no it's not happening but what we believe is what attracts to us
0: I agree. So, totally right. So if,
1: you, if you're full of fear, you will attract fear and you will attract negative things. And right now, because of the pandemic, everybody's in fear mode. That's true. One way or another, depending on how you believe, it's going to create fear. And now we have the pandemics, you know, part two, getting ready to take place again, more fear. It's like, one dose wasn't enough, let's go two doses. And I always think of the Die Hard movie when he hits them outside as they're being attacked, and he goes, hit them again, hit them again.
0: Yeah. Well, the fear comes to people in different forms. Some people are fearful they're going to get, like, for example, the Delta virus and die. by calling noble gold at 877-646-5347 loved when will or they're fearful of the government and the restrictions they're going to have imposed upon them and how draconian they're going to be and so you're right, the, 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 the fear, the fear, the fear, and this, the fear is the way, really, governments have always controlled people. Yes. If you do this, we'll do this to you, or yes. we'll protect you from whatever threat is there. Sometimes it's the boogeyman, and sometimes it is a real threat. I mean, the Nazis were a real threat in the 1940s. And I'm not saying that we didn't do things to add to our own misery, you know, and we all know about Wall Street's complicity and so forth. And, but, but nonetheless, the Nazis were a threat to us. And, and uh, so sometimes the government does protect us from reality, uh, and sometimes they make up reality.
1: I agree, and let's not forget Prescott Bush in those days too. Oh,
0: I know. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, Fanta
0: Orange and Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: People
0: exactly. know their history; they know what I'm talking about there. Yes. Um, yes. Lest me be conspiratorial, so we'll move away yeah. from that. Um, it's all for entertainment, Dave. All yeah. entertainment. No, I hear, I hear you. But the, the bottom line is, Ronnie, is is people are going to have to settle. Uh, they're going to have to develop their own center of gravity. And I think that's ultimately what we're saying. And that's going to be okay. I would actually encourage people to do this. If we go to lockdown number two, and we are moving in that direction. There's no question about that. I don't think any sane person would say we're not headed in that direction. I'm not saying we're going to end up there because I can't predict the future. But it looks like we're going there. So people, sit down and write out What, what could happen to you. What's the worst things that can happen? And you could include everything from job, employment, health, boredom, kids, dealing with the crisis. I mean, we know the mental health of kids suffered during the last lockdown, tremendously suffered. Um, What's the worst things that can happen? And then the next column say, within the confines that you're in, what can you do to mitigate these uh, inconveniences or threats?
1: And some of them, is just not believing in them. Um, I mean, if I if I tell you, Dave, that I'm going to find you, because I don't know where you live, so I'm going to find you. When I find you, I'm going to torture you. (laughs) You're going to be like, oh my god. So now you're going to prepare, and you're probably going to overly prepare. You're going to load your BB guns, and uh, you're going to prepare. But if I never come, you're undone. You're undone. I never do anything. It was just a, a threat. It was nothing that went into reality. You're undone. You break down. And I'm fine. Nothing ever happened except for the threat. And that's a lot of what's going on is let's threaten the people with what they fear the most. And they told us this. I mean, quite honestly, they told us this in the Batman movies, what they're going to do. Yeah. If you remember the first Batman movie, they released it. And what they release. A potent agent that turned them to fear. And it made them fear what they fear, not what the real fear is, not a global fear or a town fear, but what they fear. If they fear dogs, cats, that's what happens.
0: There is a lot to fear, though. I mean, let's, let's be practical. Okay? There are people that got sick and died. Um, do I, do I think, um, we did things that were totally unnecessary for the population that was affected? Yes, I do. No question. I think, you know, not, not let kids go to school. I agree with these conservative governors now that said that should never have happened because they weren't at risk. And their teachers could have chosen to, well, if they believe in the vaccination, get a vaccination. If you believe in the face mask, get the face mask. If you believe in social distancing, then social distance. The teachers could have done that. And instead, we basically lost a year off our education system, and the kids lost socialization. The kids suffered greatly mentally. Mental health, the kids have greatly suffered. And the authorities don't want you talking about this, but all the mental health practitioners I know, people who I had trained with, are all saying the same thing? They've never seen so many child clients come to their practice.
1: Well, terrible! It is terrible, um, and it is a reality. But I still think it's about what we believe. Uh, you know, a child—that's kind of a different ball game. That's a whole different ball game. But as an adult, um, it's pretty much what we believe. I mean, some people believe that if they don't get this uh, vaccine. They're going to die. Some people say, "No, absolutely not." I mean, you know, it goes all these different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the whole, a, yeah, exactly. yeah, a the bunch whole
1: of spectrum too. That are in the gamut. That are like, "No, no, no." And then they're like, "Okay," you know. So I mean, no one is, and I know about you, Dave. What you're looking at, but no one is stout in their beliefs. I notice that if you believe a certain thing, and certain environment changes, your actual belief will change. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: Well, I, I think it shows adaptability, for one thing. I mean, the Marine Corps says when circumstances change, you must adapt or die. And, yeah. and I think there's wisdom in that approach. But also there's wisdom in also knowing who you are. Yes. And I think a lot of people today, and, and we don't have to even deal with the present crisis at hand. There's other crises in life we're dealing with, too. And yeah. to face these, you have to know who you are. And too many of us spend time trying to be like someone we'd like to be, but not who we really are.
1: Well, and the, you know, this is a three-hit system, Dave. The you know, first hit is probably going to be um, our pandemic part two. Another hit's going yeah. to be the economy crashing, and it's going to crash hard. Uh, this is why crypto's moving a certain way. This is why cash is moving another way. This is why um, it is the, we call it the Great Reset, but nobody really knows what that involves. Oh, yeah. They, they know that it's a rumor. They know that there's truth in the rumor, but what does it really entail? Nobody really knows. So we have the Great Economy Crash, and then we have it followed by war, which is um, that's putting all the pieces together because during the economy crash, we went broke. So anytime you're broke, The only way to make money is go to
0: war. Exactly, yeah.
1: So you're going to go to war. And then they might even throw in another card, you know, if they want to, if it gets bad enough. And this goes back to the movie Die Hard. Hit them again. Hit them again. Because if they keep hitting you, you can't, listen to me carefully, they keep hitting you, you can't get up. So my thought is, is, when they hit me, I'll go down, but I'll just wait until the right time. Then I'll get up. I won't get up just right after they hit me. So the last card they might play is the UFO card. And I hope to God that's not true, but it, this this goes back to because the other hits are going to be so harsh and so hard that it's going to be hard. Um, you, there's going to be rationing. This Again, back to 19... Yeah,
0: you have, you have... Ronnie, we're $32 trillion in debt, and we're signing ourselves into further debt. Even if infrastructure didn't have 300 amendments with pork in it, uh, infrastructure is valuable. I agree with that. You can't afford it. Your wife might look good in that dress, but if you've got more you owe than what you bring in that month, you're not buying the dress, not unless you want to go broke. And we're killing ourselves with the economy right now. We are going to have a crash. We are going to have hyperinflation. We're going to have a stock market crash. I don't know how far it's going to go. But Bad. it's inevitable. I mean, and history speaks to this, and people say, oh, you're a doomsayer. No, I know historical trends, and I know no currency ever survived this kind of debt burden. Never. Never.
1: Well, and we have all the people that are saying, oh, you're just conspiracy. We have all the media outlets saying, don't put this out. And I think it's funny. Like, this is supposed fear. We're talking about what might really happen in a truth line, and this is... <coughs> Not worthy of putting out on mass media. But Taylor Swift's dress and what color it is and how short it is, that's important. We need to know that and how many albums she sold and what she's worth financially. That's important news. But what's really coming and what the news is for what's really coming. That's not important, so let's delete it off of all the media outlets. This is this is where crime is involved.
0: I think, though, that as the economy begins to crumble, and I think real estate will be the first indicator, but as that happens, I, I think the fear will get played up by the media. Right now... It's lives. I mean, we're spending money right now. I was reading about this the other day with the credit card debt we're acquiring. We're spending money not like a drunken sailor, but like the whole damn Navy. Uh, and it, it's absolutely crazy. And it's kind of like we know bad things are coming, so live for today because tomorrow we die. That's kind of the philosophy I think some people have adopted. But yes. but I'll tell you this. There was a movie, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was first made in the 60s, and my parents took me with them. I was probably six years old. I didn't understand it. The movie was remade, I think, in the 90s, and it was called On the Beach and it was uh, after a nuclear war survivors were in Australia a navy ship from the United States made it there and they thought oh we're going to be okay but this huge work cloud of radiation was approaching they knew they were all going to die there was nothing they could do to stop the cloud and people went nuts for a while they went absolutely insane and raping and pillaging and all the, and then as the cloud was approaching maybe a week two away people started to hone in on what was important. They rekindled old relationships. They calmed down. The society calmed down. Now, the way the movie ended, the Australian government made up suicide pills and said, you don't have to die this terrible death that when it's here, you can take the pills and opt out that way. But the point I was making, though, is people went from being nuts, like we are now, to where when the bad thing was really approaching, people started to reach out for the meaningful meaningful stuff in life. Do you think that's going to happen here?
1: I think so, absolutely, because let's use the church as an as an analogy. The church went into China, where China uh, does not allow the, the understanding of Jesus and all of this kind of stuff. And so they would arrest people um, and punish them in great ways, and I'll leave it at that. Um, they would punish them in great ways, and the church, you would think, with all of the threat, the danger, the fear, that the church would uh, basically break up and and go smaller. Uh, Opposite, the church grew. The church got bigger. The church had more members. The church got stronger. And they didn't care if they were picked up or if they were arrested. This is going to happen again. People will pull together. This is why you always watch governments, uh, in the case of uh, Hurricane Katrina... Uh, using Wackenhead to shoot pe- shoot over people's head to break them up because they were all coming together for water and for cover and making lean twos because they were in a bad way. And Wackenhead comes in, shoots over their head, scares them, makes them break up. A house divided cannot stand. Point being is if we can divide you individually and, and divide you to where house by house... Uh, and you know, basically lock you up even in your own house, which is kind of what the pandemic in the first run was. Let's move. We don't. We need, still need our commerce. So take your work home, but we'll lock you down in your home and see how you do and see if our first experiment works. <laughs> and it did. People still wearing masks. Still people. You know. You would think that when they released and said, okay. It's not mandatory. There's no mandate for masks that people would, there'd be a lot less masks. Probably only 30 or 40% took their mask off.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. But I think that's just buying into the fact that um, I could be at risk and I've got to be safe or I don't want to take something home to my elderly uh, parent. Um, So, you know, there's a whole lot of reasons why people do that, but I agree. It's kind of like the learned helplessness experiment though too. That uh, a guy named Philip Zimbardo did. He, and I, I would never have done this because I love dogs. But he put a dog on an electrical grid and shocked it, and then demonstrated the dog could escape. And then he built a barrier around the grid, and shocked the dog, and the dog tried to escape, but eventually just laid down and took the shocks and not even struggle. And then he took the barrier away, and the dog could have escaped the shocks, but the dog just laid there and took the shocks because it had been conditioned to accept them, learned. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Helplessness. And, and some of that is happening in our society today. It's not yes. all related to the pandemic. It's just related to life. We don't think our actions make any difference.
1: Well, and they use TV, C, so C, A operation with movies and TV. Uh, to let you know what they're going to do to us. And people say, oh, that's conspiracy. And I'm I'm like, well, I can show you movie after movie after movie. Movie was released, and the action happened X amount of years later. Yeah. Movie released, action happened a year's amount of later. Some so people
0: call that so predictive programming. Yeah, I, I hear you. But, you know, here's the question. It's kind of like uh, the uh, uh, chicken or egg, which came first. Um, which motivated what? Was it? Um, society, imita- you know, was it art imitating life? Or was it life following society? You know what they're doing in DARPA now, though, Ronnie? This is really interesting. I just read this the other day. They're hiring science fiction writers to come up with the next generation of weapons. Wow, Isn't that interesting? I mean, talk about the ultimate predictive programming, but they're bringing these guys in, and they just sit them down in a think tank, and they give them their soft drink, and say, you want lunch? Yeah, okay. Just take as long as you want, be creative, free flow, and they, they're using this to, to develop the next generation of weapons. And uh,
1: so In other think, words, you're saying the imagination goes through the people that are writing this up, And then they make that imaginary weapon turn, make it real.
0: Yeah, well, okay, just look at Star Trek, the original Star Trek. I'm old enough to remember this show and I saw every rerun after I was in college too but the automatic opening doors people said, oh that'll never happen almost every store you go to now the communicator is a cell phone and now we can transport images across the laboratory we've been able to do it for 10 years I'm not saying we can do it with humans but we've done it with inanimate objects with bi-location properties and that was first done in Leipzig, Germany back in 2011 and there's a whole host of things that the uh, show with Gene Roddenberry, uh, Star Trek, imitated that have now come into reality today. So uh, there is a there is a bidirectional relationship between arts and entertainment, and real life.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because you know when you look at the Batman movie, um, you can tell I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. You can see the big SWAT vehicles, and that's exactly what we have today. Oh, boy! Do we,
0: yes, they were ahead of their time, weren't they? Yes. I actually read why this happened, though, the other day. And, you know, some of it was born out of necessity. There was a gun battle in which I think it was four FBI agents were killed. And they were battling cartel drug dealers. And the cartel drug dealers, you know, they had the uh, Uzis and the automatic weapons. And and the poor FBI guys, they only had their service revolvers. And, And four of them were killed. And a lot of the cartel got away and that's the case I was reading about this, this is the case that actually led to weaponizing SWAT teams for police departments and the FBI comes in with overwhelming force in their deals too and that's how it happened was over this one uh, shootout
1: well it's interesting Um, I had a, a meeting probably five, six years ago maybe a little longer with a SWAT member out of San Francisco and the tales he told me Tails to stand down or tails to go too far. Pretty mind blowing. And if you did not do what they say, you did not get promoted. You didn't. You you got crap details, uh, so on and so forth. So it's kind of interesting how depthy the politicians are in being able to uh, mandate what police officers do or don't do not do, and it's not by the rule book.
0: Are you saying that they've used the SWAT teams for unwitting stooges? Yes. Do you have any concrete examples?
1: Uh, I do, but I can't go there.
0: Can you tell us generally?
1: Um, sometimes people be in a situation where the SWAT team would be, be holding them up, stopping them, and they would make a way for that person uh, that was in the crime scene to get away. Mm-hmm. Stand down, and these are things that, in other words, where I'm going with this is the corruption goes all the way down and all the way up.
0: Yes, there's I mean, no question about is, that.
1: Why is certain precincts getting these SWAT vehicles in a town of ten or twelve or fifteen thousand people? This is crazy. But well, there was it's that. Not for, it's not for now. It's for the storm that's coming.
0: Could be. And and I'll tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't remember the number. It was like um, Project 1070, and I'm just making up a number. But there was actually a project with a number attached to it that the Obama administration used to federalize the police with uh, high weaponry. But that actually stemmed from that FBI shootout with the cartels I told you about. Yeah. That was actually the genesis for that. and And I read about that, and I forget. They mentioned the federal order. There was actually a federal order, and I think it started out with Obama doing an executive order, but I think it got codified into law. And this is how today police departments have high-tech surveillance planes. They have these advanced SWAT teams. They have almost what amounts to tanks, you know, light infantry vehicles. Yeah. Um, Yeah, incredible. Here's the thing I don't understand about SWAT, okay? And I don't mean to go conspiratorial, but in this day of GPS where I can find something in the middle of the country and take a right, take a left, and be on country roads and still end up at the right place. How the hell do they go to the wrong address, like when Brianna Taylor was killed? I don't get how that could possibly happen.
1: I'm not sure either. Um, but when you have a corrupt system, um, then you make stuff up. You say, uh, oh, we took a right here. And sorry, this is what the GPS system said, even though that wouldn't be true. Yeah, uh-huh. You know? And so, all they do is make up stories, write the stories down in triplicate, and then call it the real deal. We're yeah. corrupt from the very top, from the Barack Obama all the way down to the very bottom. Well, we And are, if you are not corrupt if you do not sign on to be corrupt you are deleted and I don't mean necessarily death but you're definitely fired, set up or you walk
0: um, well we're born into original sin
1: and the, the question too is and they did this with the military if you're not a part of their plan you know as the Joker would say in Batman it's all part of the plan <laughs> If you're not a part of their plan, and most of the elderly in the military were not a part of the plan, and I remember talking in 2010, 2011, talking to generals and colonels um, out of California and said, do you know about this, 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 this issue? And they go, yes. And I go, can you comment? No. And they're basically told to stand down in a way, instead of standing down at the actual issue, stand down. Meaning, take an early retirement. Because what they want is trigger pullers, Dave.
0: Yeah, people to carry follow, out the will.
1: Follow the order, no matter what. And they they already tried this, and we talked about this before. Twenty nine Palms, where they hit the our military boys and said, "Would you fire down on an American public?" Uh, and the seventy percent of them said no. Yeah. So they. They said, okay, the only way to do this job is to have the UN. So if we have UN, somebody else from another country, it's a lot easier to fire down on somebody that you don't know because you can be told that they're the enemy.
0: That's true. You can condition your troops, though. I mean, the Milgram experiment shows this where it was shown without much coercion, hardly any that people, and this was all imaginary, but people would have put some to death just based on the uh, orders of someone who was running an experiment. And they just wore a lab coat and had a clipboard, but they couldn't do any harm to anybody, but two-thirds of the people would have followed directions to go all the way to administer a lethal shock. And that was the Milgram experiment. And this is at a time in the 60s we're going, oh, we could never be like those terrible Nazis, and uh, demonstrated we could be. But there's another element there, Ronnie, and I want you to comment on this. When the Soviet Union fell people were protesting in Red Square they brought in the tanks and they were going to do the Tiananmen Square thing and instead what happened is what we're seeing the French police do the French police have laid down their shields and they're marching with the protesters now in Red Square the men climbed out of their tanks and stood with the people and refused to fire on them and that really had as much to do with the collapse of the Soviet Union as anything else
1: so the comment is do you think that's going to happen now
0: well, I wonder which way we're going to go. Are we going to be have have a uh, enforcement law enforcement agency or the military uh, basically impose draconian restrictions on the people, or are they going to side with the people?
1: Well, this is how I look at it, Dave, and I could be so wrong. This is only opinion. But so we have certain people leading. I I shouldn't say leading because they're not leading anything. There are certain people that have been put in position. Uh, that shouldn't even be put in position because it wasn't legal, but anyway, they're in position making decisions and doing certain things. Mm-hmm. These leaders that are also corporate leaders, um, and I won't mention names, that are corporate leaders that are doing dastardly deeds to help the world go to a death rate that is high. Um, that way, they can eliminate a lot of the people, which is what they want, Georgia Guidestones. But there are, and, and we have retired military, we have retired police officers, that were on SWAT teams, that were snipers, that were. So my point to this is, they could be removed. Some of these leaders quickly, just like, just like Lansing and Boyle, take them right out, gone. But it's not happening, and I think to myself, why? Why is this not happening? And the reason I think it is is because they're giving these people one last chance to turn their face the opposite direction and step down willingly before they're removed. There's too many people that see what's going on. There's too, you know, I did a study on how many people believe in the government right now. 30%. Yeah. 30%. 30% believe in the government being doing doing okay. You know, and goes into corruption, goes into all things. So basically, people now know our government's not, and even with the pandemic, and I won't go into detail, but just there's things that are wrong.
0: Well, so, I, I agree. There's enforcement. I'll just say this, but we don't want to go into it too deep and violate the rules, but the the there were restrictions put on people. And I'll just give you an example. Newsom in California. Yes. Uh, you can't have LA Fitness open where people can work out. He could have the state-run health clubs for the state government open. You couldn't go to church, but the strip clubs were still open. Right. See, this well, had nothing to do with the pandemic. Those important. things had—they had to do with control. It had nothing to do with the spread of a virus. It was about authority.
1: Absolutely, and so so people are waking up. Even the people that were sleeping or that had their heads in a bucket of sand, they're pulling them out and they're saying, "Why is my head in a bucket of sand? What's going on here?" You know, people are sick of being locked down. And even yeah, we'll the job it. arena where you take your job home, people are sick of that too because they can't do a good job. They can't get their raises or whatever because um, their kids are in the midst of it. And child care has gone through the roof. I mean, I can go on and oh, on. I know, I know.
0: You know you're absolutely right about, about the side effects of this. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is we don't live in a unique time we just live in a unique time where the the stakes may be a little higher but I mean just pick up the Bible go through the Bible corrupt leader after corrupt leader after corrupt leader it is unusual to find a leader that has virtue
1: yes and people thought Trump was that and I'm, <laughs> I'm doubting I'll
0: he's just, just another man um, he had some good ideas about the economy And people love him because of it. But I wouldn't want to raise my kid to be like him.
1: Well, I mean, again, he never touched Hillary. He never touched geoengineering. So, you know, you just kind of wonder, okay, why did he not touch... I mean, geoengineering is about our health and about living or dying. And so why didn't he touch that? And then Hillary is as corrupt as they get. Why didn't he touch that? These are questions that I've always had. And I said, okay, if he's leaving this alone, he's either been threatened... Which means, and then we're back into the fear again, you know. If somebody somebody came to me and said, Ronnie, you don't do this, that, or the other, um, we'll take out your family one by one, you know, I'd probably, I I don't know, I'd probably cave in too. Yeah,
0: I would. I would agree. And uh, but see, every society, every culture, every empire has gone through this. This is not unique to our time. I mean, okay, we take, let's just assume the government's totally being above board and honest, and I don't want to get into a debate on this, but, you know, we've got to take certain steps to protect people, okay? But the steps that some governors took, some mayors took, weren't about protecting people. It was about their own psychopathic, egocentric ways of controlling people, like I just showed with Newsom. He yes. can close the restaurants. But he can dine with his friends in his favorite res- restaurant, French restaurant, without a mask. Yes. And, and see, that's the thing that has driven me nuts. You have Mayor Berry who reintroduced mask mandates in D.C. And that very day that the order went into effect, she was seen at two public functions without a mask.
1: They do as I say, not as I do.
0: Exactly. And that, again, that's corrupt leadership, but it's not unique to our time. It's not
1: even just corrupt. I mean, yes, it is corrupt, but it's also just control. It's how far can I push the mouse before the mouse explodes? I I totally agree. I need to know the pressure points.
0: Gretchen Whitmer, Memorial Day 2020. Her and her husband arranged for boating on a lake while her entire state is under home-ordered lockdown. Yes. Yeah, That's the kind of crap that... See, people say... Why won't people do what the government says and listen to the warnings? Well, I, I, you know, most of the people are doing what the government says. But the problem is, for some people, they're saying, well, if the leaders aren't going to do it, then why should we do it?
1: Well, and here's another one. This one really fried and chapped my butt. So the religious leaders of the churches, this is God has put this leader in charge And I'm thinking, are you serious? I mean, Mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. Do you believe this garbage is going down the river? Yeah, God has put this person in charge, and it's up to us... I love this. It's up to us as a nation, as a Christian nation, to follow and obey.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, Romans 13. And Ronnie, I had my own experience in my own church, probably soon to be a former church. I'm confronting... But there was a sermon given in our church, and I only heard it on videotape. But my friends at the church had called me and said, this is horrible. This man gets up, assistant pastor, and he says, uh, and I'm going to go through verbatim quote. He said, the leader may not be a godly man, but he's God's man, and it's your duty to submit. And he doesn't give any qualifiers. And then he goes on to say, but the laws of the universe, kind of like invoking karma, <clears throat> will come back and straighten the situation out. And I'm paraphrasing the last part. But he didn't give any qualifier. So here's my main objection to the church. And this is what I'm writing to all the pastors. If you believe this garbage, what you're saying is we should follow a government leader before we follow God's law. And that's not what the Bible commands.
1: Well, I think it's interesting, he was double speaking right off the bit right up the get. He may not be a godly man, but he's God's man. Well, if he's God's man, wouldn't that make him godly? You'd think. You know?
0: So no, let me give like you an example. Hitler was in charge. So was he's got was he God's man? So I get drafted into the German military service and they say go round up Jews and do what we know happened in history. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. This God's man is telling me to become a murderer, which is against God. See, that when you carry out what he said to the logical end, okay, it's almost satanic.
1: Oh, it's definitely, yes, yes. And and how many churches per town, per congregation, this is a, this is a beautiful, I mean, elegant way to carry corruption even a step further it's a beautiful way it's a it's a gentle way now obey this man now he god's using him for great things really you believe this stuff what happens when you put something in your in your body that your body says no this is a foreigner and it rejects it and you die and it happened to be your kid Yeah, I
0: know. I know. I know. I I, I hear
1: you. You say, oh, that was, oh, oh, oh. That was, here's one for you. My child dying was the sacrifice because God had a plan and this will make things better. Really? Seriously? You just sacrificed your own child. Take it and sit with it.
0: It's called emotional anesthesia. Oh, man, it just chaps my butt. No, I, I hear you. I'm right there with you. And then these churches... See, the thing I've concluded now, and and, and I have to act on this, and I don't even know if I'm going to find one, but I, I won't go to a church now that's a tax-exempt 501c3 because yeah. they you know they cannot... There was, a, there, was a, there was a religious organization in Texas, and they recently lost their 5013 status. The IRS stripped them, and they said, you're too much like the Republican Party. And I'm thinking, I read what the allegations were against them, and it was right in line with what the Bible teaches. It wasn't in line with the Republican platform at all. It was in line with the Bible. And I'm thinking, okay, so when you're a 501c3, you no longer can be true to your own biblical teachings, and, we'll and, see. Here's and seeing, how I, yeah, I, just to finish the thought here, when this pastor gave that sermon, I thought that was a 501c3 sermon. So I stay on the good side of the IRS.
1: I think a 501c3 has been a cop out because I know churches make tons of money. I mean, tons of money. I was in that industry, and it is an industry. I was in that industry, and when they pay somebody to come in and speak or sing, and the offering's twenty five thousand dollars and the, the basically the church pays you a thousand dollars and twenty four thousand goes in the pocket and the people believe that their money, their donation went to the singer or the speaker.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're exactly Just right. As much
1: corruption is the frickin' government. No. So and I look at it and I say, Okay, so what is a five oh one C three? You know, basically <laughs> you're not gonna be paying taxes. So why not pay your taxes, give Caesar what Caesar's, and do the right thing?
0: Exactly. They're, see, There's they're, enough they're, they're, room. Right. They're guilty of, of obfuscating the law and avoiding the law itself. 501c3 is a loophole around the law and the very one this pastor is saying I should submit to to Caesar and they're not submitting to Caesar I totally agree with you Ronnie I want to know more about we got about three minutes left and I want to know more about your company Get the Tea and what they do um, because your, your service is at an all time need because some of the conditions out there in the world the health conditions are really exploding so talk about Get the Tea
1: well, I have the men special going on, M-E-N-D, the MEND special. So basically, it's melatonin for sleep, and people don't – in fact, I just did a video about sleep deprivation. So if you're not sleeping well, you're not healing well. Uh, I also have joint love in the same special, which means your joints are hurting, your stress, all that kind of stuff. That helps support it. And then, of course, the tea always for digestion. That's all on special. It's on the front page of getthetea.com. And then I thought this would be really kind of the best way to go. So, also on special is a pro and prebiotic, as well as the tea for digestion. Both of those are on sale, and you can get them at getthetea.com. Scroll down on the front page. Save some money. And, of course, don't forget, if you put Dave in the coupon code, you're going (laughs) to get free shipping on top of everything else. So, you're only going to pay a discounted price. And I think it's interesting because everything's going up in price. Everything. Food. Go to Costco. 20 to 25% raise in prices. And my stuff, we haven't raised any prices, and we're still throwing stuff on sale. What do you think about that? So go to com. scroll down the front page, see the two specials, and if those don't interest you, we also have a specials page, or we just have a product list according to you.
0: There, there are condi- I know you can't comment on this, but I'm just going to say this because I know it's true. Uh, my opinion, not Ronnie's. But uh, there are conditions out there that are common conditions that your products have been known to help reverse i'll just that's my layman's term for it and uh i'm aware of this i know the fda would come down on your head because the only one that can make claims and usually they're false claims is the is uh the big pharma people but it's it's a problem um and natural health care is something i really believe in i'm not anti big pharma there's a time for medications but i always try to start with the natural first
1: yes and you know then what i like about natural products and it, you can test me on this people is on natural products what's the adverse effects that, that needs to be part of your language from now on adverse effects what's the adverse effects of a, of a good product or a natural product or a G- GMO free or organic product what's, and usually it's zero go to pharma take a pill doesn't matter what it's for I won't mention any names and say doctor what are the adverse effects of taking this for six months or a year let him talk or stutter, and then it'll, it'll tell you which way maybe you should go.
0: Yeah, um, you said that very, very well, Ronnie. And uh, we've covered some important topics, but I wanted to leave on a positive note, because a lot of what we got is, you know, how we buy into the fear, and fear has been used by every government at time immemorial. Give us a message of hope in about a minute.
1: Okay, so... The first thing I tell you to do is meditate. Praying is sometimes weakened. Meditation is when you get quiet and you quiet your mind. And the reason you do that because prayer you're asking. I'm asking. Oh Lord, heal me this, pray for this, mean money, blah 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 blah. Meditation, you sit and you get quiet. This is the best time, people, because God's gonna speak in the quiet. The creator's gonna speak and you're gonna know what to do. You're just gonna get quiet. And you're going to be a knowing of like, I want to be led by you, creator. I want to be led. I want you to open up a new door, a door I can't visually see right now. Shut down the mind. And when you shut down the mind, you'll open up the mind to see things you've never seen before. This is called a miracle. And this is what's going to get you out of the storm.
0: That's really well said. And its uh, is there any precedent for this in history?
1: Um. Yeah. There's quite a bit. It's in the Bible. Um, a lot of it in the Bible. A lot of it not in the Bible. But That's there's true. been many, there's, That's true. there's been many situations where people get out of things because they don't look at their environment. Well,
0: Jesus did say when he did the miracles. You know, wine our water into wine and bread into a stone into bread. And Jesus did say these things I do, and you can do more and uh and I think when you're talking about meditation I think that's the first step to really unlocking our true power our true nature of stuff and this is why I I like get the tea because you guys just go the natural route and the natural route is the first route everyone should take Ronnie my friend we are flat out of time but I want to thank you for coming on and having the courage to speak out on real critical issues
1: it goes uh both ways I thank you for having me on the show and uh You know, follow your heart, I always say.
0: Yeah, very good. Thanks, Ronnie. Take care. We'll see everybody back here next time.